Greetings. My name is Scott Swanstrom. I'm your host for Mind Redefined, Lifting the Stigma Around Mental Health. Today, we have some very special guests with us to speak on the topic of mental health awareness and veterans, as well as their families. And so, uh, we're really excited to introduce to you Liz Schur and retired Brigadier General Mike Fleming. I am the clinic director for the Stephen A. Cohen Military Family Clinic at Centerstone in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm a retired Army officer. I'm also an Army spouse and an Army mom. And uh, I came into this field after my military career because I saw an increased need for mental health services. Excellent. Thank you, Liz. I'm the outreach director for the Stephen A. Cohen Military Family Clinic at Centerstone here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I'm both a uh, Marine Corps veteran and an Army veteran. I served about 35 years total and had the good fortune to become involved with the Cohen Veterans Network and Centerstone uh, when they were looking at coming to Jacksonville to establish the clinic. And because I got involved with them at the beginning, I was fortunate enough to become the outreach director and really tell the story of what veterans and mental health means and how we can help them and their families. Excellent. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you both joining us today. Speaking in regards to mental health and and the veteran community, uh, this is something that's very much a passion of mine as well. Uh, I grew up in a military family. My dad is a 30-year career Marine. And so, uh, I love just how the both of you have come out of the, uh, the military family lifestyle but you're reaching back now into the mental health arena. And so I love that commitment and that passion uh, that you are sharing. Uh, So we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit in regards to mental health and what it means in the veteran community. Obviously, there's been a lot of things that you have observed in the field, even some adjustments uh, during the season of uh, COVID and this pandemic. But I'd like to start with, Liz, what is one thing that you are celebrating today? So today I'm going to celebrate military families. We're coming up on April, which is the month of the military child. And so I have three military children. And on top of that, my son that's serving, he has a little boy. So I have a grandson. And we found out recently that we have another baby on the way. So um, we're excited to add another child to that that category, I guess you could say. So uh, looking into April, the the month of the military child, uh, military families are so important. And I think I'm celebrating the fact that we're talking about mental health for veterans, because one of the challenges that we've had, I've been in, was in the military starting in the uh, mid seventies. And just talking about mental health just was uh, forbidden almost. You could talk about if you sprained your ankle. I mean, you would go to the dispensary, you get fixed, and th- people just think, I sprained my ankle and he's going to recover. It really, there was no encouragement to talk about the mental health side uh, in the military for many, many years. And so I think it's just, I'd just like to celebrate the fact that we're here for this podcast to talk about that. And it's becoming something that people are now more accepting that you can go through mental health, you can go through some great treatment. And then you can come out much better on the other side, both yourself and your family. What positive trends have you seen regarding veterans and mental health awareness? Some positive trends that we're seeing right now is that people are talking about mental health. In the past, like Mike had just mentioned, it was a taboo subject. Nobody wanted to talk about it. And not only are we talking about veteran and uh, military family mental health, but we're also talking about hard subjects like, you know, suicide prevention, all the different traumas that come along, you know, with the military lifestyles, not just for the veteran, but also for the family members. In addition to that, 
now that people are talking, you're seeing more and more groups that are coming out that are advocating for veterans. You've got the Wounded Warrior Project, lots of groups here in the Jacksonville community, Operation New Uniform, Canines for Warriors. There's just so many different groups that are coming out now in support of veterans. So to me, if you look at over the last decade, it's amazing just how much support military and their families are getting right now. And I'd just add to what what Liz had said, uh, it really just the spirit of collaboration, because unfortunately, there's enough mental health needs throughout the community, really across the United States, that it's not just the uh, the VA, the Veterans Administration. I think most people think, well, someone, uh, an individual was a veteran, and the vet- Veterans Administration is going to take care of everything. And they do a great job. Dr. Melinda Screws, the chief medical officer here, does a fantastic job. But there's roles for everyone in this. And what I'm particularly proud of here in Northeast Florida is that uh, people are willing to pitch in. And if someone can get great mental health in one place, fantastic. But maybe there's other ways uh, to do that. And I think the other part is the recognition of the need to talk to the families. Because uh, most of the time, someone who's uh, an individual veteran may be struggling. He or she has a family or certainly friends around them that can help. But also, the struggles that the veteran has been having normally have a direct impact on a a family. And to work with that family and the recognition that the family needs to be part of the whole plan, I think, is one of the best trends we have. Having grown up in a military family myself, I definitely recognize the family unit as being so crucial because when you're you're in career military uh, mode, you're moving your family together, you do it together, it's a family-involved effort. And so it, it just makes so much more sense to include the family with mental health assistance and, and supports there. So I appreciate you sharing that. What would you say are the three most common myths about veterans and mental health illness? So three of the most common myths, all veterans have PTSD. I think there's a propensity for people to say, oh, this person's a veteran, they must have PTSD. Sometimes when veterans are uh, seeking employment or different opportunities, there's that thought that, oh, they may have post-traumatic stress. That's not necessarily the case. Some veterans struggle with anxiety or depression. Some do actually have post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injuries, but every single veteran is different, and it doesn't necessarily mean that just because they have a, a DD-214 that they are, you know, struggling with uh, with post-traumatic stress. Another one is that all veterans who deploy to combat must have post-traumatic stress, And that is not necessarily the case. There are non-combat traumas. So some folks may say, my deployments were really easy. It was the things that I had to deal with back in the States. Mm -hmm. So just because someone deploys doesn't automatically mean that they're going to come home with, it could be things that are happening at home here in the States or, you know, such as that. And then a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress does not mean that somebody is dangerous. It could mean many things. Symptoms uh, range from isolation to um, withdrawing from everything, activities that they once enjoyed. So it, it doesn't necessarily have this. I think the movies like to portray this this idea of, uh, of veterans and mental health, and, and it can look very, very different on the other side. You know, I couldn't really add much to that. A couple I was just thinking about is the first part that 
mainly for the veterans themselves that they don't need help. And it's interesting because one of the first things you do when you go to any kind of basic training, the first thing we do, I say we, the military, it tears you down to say, take away the individual aspect of it. But then they build you back up that you can go out and do hard things because obviously being in the military, there's a lot of hard things, particularly combat. And so we're, we're, we're taught to be supermen and superwomen no matter what service we're in. Well, it's hard for Superman or Superwoman to say, I have a problem. I have a challenge. And I think one of the myths for an individual veteran is, well, I should not need help. I don't, you know, because I went through and I can do all these things. I've had successful deployments. I've done these things. How in the world do I need help? I think the myth is to the individual veterans that they don't need help. In fact, they do, just like all of us through, you know, I've been through individual counseling, marriage counseling, all those things that, and I think it's one of the myths is veterans don't want to do that. I'd say the other piece is that I think there's a bit of a myth that the, the VA is the sole answer for veterans and mental health. I'm involved also with something called the Fire Watch, which is a Northeast Florida effort to end veteran suicide. And one of the statistics that we talk about is two-thirds of the veterans who commit suicide are not connected to the VA for various reasons. And so we need to look at it holistically and not say, okay, if we just pour more money into the VA, they're the sole answer because every veteran is not connected to the VA. And so I think, uh, as Liz had talked about in one of the answers to the earlier questions, this is a team effort. This is a community effort. And I think we bust through that myth by saying, wherever you can get help, tremendous. And we want to be there for you. I really appreciate that that collaborativeness uh, that comes from that. It, it says that the mission is so much bigger than any one organization or any one person uh, that's involved. Uh, and it really shows that there's there's a caring community that is out there to provide that support. What would you say to family members who are seeing their loved one struggle with a mental illness? That they're not alone, that they don't have to go at this alone. And then my thought has always been, if one person in your family is struggling with mental illness, everyone is. It doesn't just, you know, it's not just that one person. Everyone struggles, children, spouses, extended family. So they don't have to go at it alone. There's lots of services for caregivers, support groups, children and adolescents groups, different types of peer services that they can that they can seek out and talk to others. And what they find is that they're not alone. And just hearing from others and knowing that there's others struggling like them can be so comforting. Yeah, and that's uh, right on the mark. Only thing other I would say is is encourage the families to help that veteran take that courageous first step. Because the first step is that the veteran has to recognize he or she has some challenges and can get help. And then if that veteran does take that first step is to celebrate that with them, is really to recognize as, as family members to encourage and not just necessarily the immediate family, but the extended family. And, you know, make it known within your family that you have some struggles and then that way people can be supportive because the only way you can be supportive, obviously, is if you recognize or know something when someone is struggling. There's something that I have been reminded of lately, and it seems to keep coming up in, in a lot of our conversations that we've had through this podcast. And it's the idea that real strength is had when we do seek out that help, that you know we're brave enough to go and find that out, to kind of let down our walls and, and be able to uh, 
seek out assistance as needed. So uh, it, that's really the goal of the podcast, of course, is to lift uh, the stigma around mental health. We want to elevate it to the level that we treat our own physical health. It's a holistic approach, as you said. How would you provide hope to someone who is struggling with a mental illness? I would let them know that once again, like with the family members, they're not alone, that the role of mental health professionals is to walk that path with them. If they start to veer a little to the right, we pull them back in. To the left, we pull them back in. But they're never going about this alone. So much of their time in the military was spent taking care of others. And now it's time for them to look at themselves. And that can be really scary for some of them because they don't know what what's going to be coming down that path. But for them to know that they don't have to go at that alone. One of the great features of my clinic is that all of my staff have some sort of relationship with the military. Let it be their veterans, their family members, adult children that grew up in the military. So when they they meet with our staff, they know that they're they're amongst those that understand them. They may not understand what they've been through or been in their shoes, but they know that there's someone there that that can can really identify with them. So just for them to know that they they don't have to go about that alone and that there is hope. And the only thing I would add to that is that that mental health treatments can make a difference. That every day we are seeing veterans whose lives are being improved and which also improves their families. Because I think some people who maybe have not been through any kind of mental health training, excuse me, mental health treatment, think, oh, my gosh, that's for somebody else. That's somebody else needs to do that. And it won't ever do me any good because maybe they don't know. Maybe they haven't been in a position where they even know anybody who's been through some mental health treatment. But just to know and to tell them that it can make a tremendous difference. And it's it's part of a journey. It's not like you're going to walk in one time with a clinician and everything's going to be changed. It's a, it's a process. But as Liz talked about, it's a partnership with it. And it's a partnership with the clinician, whoever, wherever you're going to get treatment. So, again, you get back to that courageous first step. Once you've taken that courageous first step, you have a whole team that's going to be with you throughout your journey. And there's also another thing I just thought of as he was saying that. There's not a one-size-fits-all treatment that people can go through. There's so many different routes. So maybe there's one that you're not particularly care for in the beginning. There's lots of different ways that their mental illness and their struggles can be treated. So they're not there's not a one-size-fits-all for them. There's many different options. Very good. I, I really appreciate that, that it's it's customized to your own per particular needs. And it, that's got to be very difficult for a veteran who is so used to the team mentality, to uh, just being part of the whole. And so now we're, we're getting individualistic uh, treatment that way. So, so as someone starts out on their journey, their process of recovery, their process of treatment, what are some services that you can provide or some resources that you can share to really be able to help them out on that journey? Well, some of the um, resources and, and uh, services that we offer, there's individual counseling, there's couples counseling, family counseling, uh, child and adolescence counseling. There's also groups, everything from substance use groups to combat veterans groups to women's groups to caregiver groups. We also work very closely with the community, and I'm going to let Mike uh, take that because that's, uh, that's his wheelhouse. But there's just so many 
once again, it's an, one size does not fit all. There's so many different options out there for people. Yeah, we're very fortunate here in Northeast Florida to have many different uh, organizations. Uh, United Way is uh, establishing something called Mission United. And through 211, someone, a veteran or a military family member can call 211 and really be connected to all kinds of different services that are available. Uh, we also have mentioned the Firewatch. The Firewatch has established a resource guide for Northeast Florida for military and veterans. There's over 400 resources listed in there, uh, all the way from education to mental health to employment. All of those things are available. So it's really it's to take that first step to be involved and to ask. And our, our clinic obviously has a, a tremendous value in the sense, as Liz had talked about, uh, the military cultural competency aspect of it is very important because veterans normally want to talk to someone who understands what they've been through. Uh, because everything, uh, also as Liz talked about, it's not combat related necessarily. You could have training. You could have all kinds of different things. Unfortunately, there's things that happen to somebody in the military. So it's not all combat related uh, issues. It could be all kinds of different things. It could be just regular family problems. Uh, my family and I moved, I think, 15 times during the time I was in the military. So there's constant adjustments, and that's one of the challenges. Uh, deployments, all kinds of different things can cause friction within a marriage and or within a family. And I think just taking that first step and moving forward with it, there are plenty of resources in Northeast Florida. So once you've done that, uh, again, you'll have a team that's going to be with you throughout the process. So if someone is seeking out uh, assistance and they're starting on that journey and they're coming across Cohen Military Family Clinic, how might they start that process with you? What would you want them to know? The process is very easy. All they would have to do is call the clinic. Our number is 904-431-3500. And there's no requirement for any referral. They just call. We can get them in a same day or next day appointment. Finances will never be a barrier. If they're unable to pay any fees, we have a grant that we can pull from. We try to reduce every barrier that that would be an issue for someone to seek care. So really the big piece is they don't need referrals. We see active duty military, all family members. They just have to call and set up an appointment and we will get them in same day, next day, or at their earliest convenience. Yeah, we also uh, serve the National Guard and Reserve because one of the challenges is uh, if you're in the National Guard or Reserve, uh, you're expected to stay uh, fit both mentally and physically. And you're not normally close to an installation to do that. And you're working your civilian job and in the Guard or Reserve. So really feel like that is something great for us. And the other piece I'd say is due to COVID, uh, unfortunately, everybody's had to go to telehealth, which we have. And our uh, clinicians are very, very proficient in telehealth. We hope to open our clinic back up sometime in the near future. But telehealth has, found, has been found to be just as efficient, the efficacy to be just as good as in person. So we really feel like we can serve people anywhere. They don't necessarily have to come to our clinic in Jacksonville. Uh, telehealth has worked uh, tremendously during COVID, and we're going to continue to offer that. Excellent. Uh, thank you so much for just making it as easy as possible. There's really no excuse to get the assistance that uh, our veterans and our military community deserve. Uh, so thank you for providing that. Thank you.
Uh, and LSF uh, Health Systems also offers an access to care line. Uh, this is a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week uh, referral service. So if you or a loved one or maybe someone that you were working with is needing to find a provider or some sort of assistance in regards to mental health or uh, substance-related treatment, uh, that number is 877 877- Two two nine nine zero nine eight, and that does cover uh, the twenty three counties of Northeast Florida. And uh, so, feel free to reach out to that number. Uh, we have a directory service that assists you finding services, whether you are insured or uninsured. And uh, we really want to uh, just continue to make an impact. Mike, Liz, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you just kind of pulling back the curtain again in regards to the veteran community and and the challenges that might come with uh, mental health illness. And uh, thank you for the resource sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.